Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Welcome to our 93rd episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And um, once again, we are featuring our Teeling Irish Whiskey this month. And so we made a another Teeling Whiskey drink. Yeah. And if you want to see how we made it and the recipe and all that, go join our Marriage on the Rocks um, Speakeasy Facebook group. Yep. I I guess if you're watching, you notice this is a completely different setup. setup and format. We actually have a new bar. I guess we'll have more information about that coming. We've kind of talked about it a little bit, mm-hmm. but we're going to try this out, see if we like this a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the weekly drink that's on the Marriage on the Rocks Speak, Speakeasy Facebook group where I show you how to make this week's drink using the bar. I like it. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll cool. be kind of fun to try it out and see how it works. But yesterday was wait no today, today. <laughs> is St. Patty's Day. Yeah, right? I'm well, trying to figure out when be. we record. Uh-huh. Yeah. By the time everybody hears this, it is St. Pat- Patrick's Day today. Um, so I think we did it last year for the St. Patty's Day episode, right? Is that why we? Yeah, I think we did. did I think we did. I believe we did. Uh huh. So we wanted to kick off the episode with the pickleback, and it's hard to kind of toast it and cheers it and do it at the beginning because you have to take two shots. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know what a pickleback is, um, it is a shot of Irish whiskey. We are using some Jameson on this one and a shot of dill pickle juice immediately chasing that whiskey. You don't want to do the pickle juice first because it's ass backwards. Yeah. So you want to do the whiskey first and then the pickle juice. And it's a fun little thing to do in celebration of St. Patty's. Yes. Especially since all the St. Patty's Day parades across the country have been canceled. <laughs> I know. At um, least you can do this on your yeah. own and celebrate green, at home. Celebrate at home. Uh huh. And I'm pretty sure we're going to find out that large quantities of alcohol fights the coronavirus. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. All right. You ready to do, do this? this? Yeah. So happy St. Patty's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day. Those are so good. Yeah. They're really good. If you haven't done one, the pickle juice takes any kick or heat or really edge off of the the whiskey. Yeah, it makes it like go down so mm-hmm. smooth. It's really good. It's so yummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this week we are going to be talking about ways to know if you are a bad partner. If you're, you're a bad partner or if your partner is a bad yeah. partner, really. You may hear this list. We haven't done a list since... We, we did the Jim's do's and don'ts, but I don't really consider that a list episode. The last list episode we did was like six months ago, and it was the uh, qualities one, right? Yeah. <clears throat> qualities you should have in a partner or something. Yeah. So I guess this is kind of the polar opposite. Yeah, I guess it is. Huh. Of that. I didn't think about that. But we, we had seen an article that kind of covered this, and so we thought they had some good things to say in there, and then we were like, yeah, we don't agree with some of those, so mm-hmm. let's... Add some of our own that we think go in there. But. Yeah, kind of switch it up a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh huh. Yeah. So yes, we are gonna be 
talking about that. Um, but before we get started with that, Seth has his... Oh, he has a dumbass post of the week yep. uh, this week. We have apparently... I, I thought people would want more positivity. <laughs> I was wrong. People are requesting the dumbass posts again. Um, I will gladly oblige. <laughs> if I have to choose making fun of somebody or being positive about something, hands down, I will choose making fun of people all day long. <laughs> so this one, after after multiple people have said, we missed the dumbass post of the week. When are you going to do dumbass post of the week? I like my dumbass post of the week. Sharing stuff on there. Here you go. This one I found on Facebook from a friend I have on social media. <laughs> so good post, dumbass. <laughs> <clears throat> says, any girl can give you head and sex, but how many are going to hold you down, motivate you, make sure you're okay, care about you, and be there for you? And the reason that this made the dumbass post of the week is because it shouldn't have to be a choice. Yeah, between one or the other. Yeah. That's stupid. Mm -hmm. You should do all of those for your partner. Yeah. And you're not setting yourself apart as this great woman. What I take from that is you don't have sex or give your husband head. Mm-hmm. But you do all these other things and you want to say, well, I do all these things except for that, and that makes me a better wife than someone who does just those things. Pretty sure most men would disagree with you on that, <laughs> no matter what your other qualities were. He might not admit it to your face. Yeah, he won't admit it to you. He'll tell his <laughs> friends, man, I wish my wife, I, don't, I wouldn't care how sweet she is as long as she gave me better head and more sex. <laughs> Um, but like I said, it shouldn't be a choice. Uh-huh. You should be in a relationship and with a partner where you do all of those things for each other. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, that see, that just felt right. Yeah, it felt a lot better than trying to stay positive. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you're funny. I feel weird. I feel like I don't know. It's I feel like it's it's just different. It's just because well, we, of we've all done, of we've the- done this stuff on the road. Uh huh. I know. Where we've had to set up in hotel rooms, and those always felt weird. Yeah, I guess that's uh, true. This is the first one we've done where we're standing. Uh huh. Which you guys don't ever see what happens after the episode, especially if we drink a lot. Standing is a challenge. <laughs> so maybe this will help. I know, right? But uh, yeah, I are you not comfortable with it? No, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I just feel like. Do I need to do the rest of the show by myself? No. <laughs> No. <laughs> I just feel like my thoughts and everything, I'm just like kind of all over the place. I don't oh, know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. All right. But so anyway, so ways to tell if you are a bad partner. <clears throat> so uh, one of them is you start fights for no reason with yeah. your partner. Those nothing fights. Um, one of my favorite Dane Cook skits and jokes that he tells is the couple at the grocery store having the nothing fight. Over the peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> yeah. If you start and if you start fights with your partner, pick fights with your partner. You're a bad partner. That especially for no reason. I mean, even when there is a reason, we still don't believe you should actively fight, fight. about it. Yeah. Um, but you know, if, if you're having those issues, and we understand that most people do, you should not be picking fights over absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it you find out that the fight wasn't over nothing it was just about something not related to that exact topic right i know well and i I think about myself with my ex and i know that i probably started nothing fights Mm -hmm. with him and that wasn't good of me to do you You know know really what's better than starting nothing fights Mm. starting nothing at all (laughs) right i know but I don't know. Yeah, it's like 
I was a I was a bad partner for doing that though, well, and not and, and it wasn't necessarily the all my fault though mm-hmm. too. And we understand that it isn't going to be most well. Sometimes it's not going to be all the person's fault. Well, that, that's what when you know when I looked at, at this list or these these ten things we're going to cover here. A lot of it I I can see people doing and really saying, well, I do all those things, but it's because. I have to because of my partner. Maybe this, not this, all of this, them, yeah. But uh-huh. I think that there's there's some on here, and this is one of them, uh-huh. where you you're in an awful relationship. Maybe it's not your fault, and this is your way of reacting to it. Mm-hmm. Is you're just so irritated at everything your partner does that even when they do nothing, it's irritating. Yeah. And so you start a nothing fight, uh-huh. or you don't really know how to bring up the fight, so you're going to fight over condiments in the grocery store, yeah. or you know a menu option at a restaurant. Or how someone backs their car out of their driveway, or you know any of those fill in the blank stupid things that most or every healthy couple don't fight over. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, I think there's just some real asinine things that people choose to argue about. Oh, we got in a huge knockdown, drag out fight over how long to hold on to a brown banana. <laughs> really, you fought about that? I know. How how was that? How is that an issue? Oh, we got in a huge fight because one of us has to clean the moths out of the lights outside uh-huh. on the driveway. Yeah. You got in a fight about that? I really? I mean, and so there, there's a huge list of topics that if you tell somebody before they get married, hey, watch out for these 500 things because you may get in a fight about it. They would be like, are you serious? That That's really going to be a topic of not even just discussion, but we're going to fight about that? Well, and I think that most people, most newlyweds or people that are just engaged would be like they would kind of laugh at it like mm-hmm. oh, okay sure but eventually that stuff does happen to couples that aren't happy together mm-hmm. yep <clears throat> i think i think nothing fights are a big sign of your your happiness with your partner i know yeah i think so too we don't have them yeah i know i know well another thing like with with uh, the kind of go going along with, I don't know about fighting, but complaining about your partner mm-hmm. and doing nothing but complaining about your partner when you're talking about them to other people. Yep. That is a huge, huge sign that. The, and th- this is that's another, another one, one that I give. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say I give a pass on, but I think that if if you're the one, because this was you. Mm-hmm. Complaining. You, you, I don't think you ever said anything positive about your ex at work. Not while well, I overheard it anyway. Um, and if you're always saying something negative about them or you're always complaining about them, is it really that you're a bad partner? Or is it really that your partner is that bad? You don't have anything good to say. Mm-hmm. So I think that that could kind of be a double-edged sword or you know, just, I guess, depending on which side of the coin you look at. Yeah, I know. It, it definitely could be. And... But I think that like when when you think about this though, if you if you're really thinking about it, think about why. Like why are you complaining about mm-hmm. them? Is it because you're actually unhappy with them, or is it? Because you're a bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean we had the whole bitch episode, mm-hmm. but well, it was the same thing there because we were like, were they really a bitch, or did the bitch have to come out because they were married to a moron? I know. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, what, are you, what is it? Um, 
But yeah, you, I mean, look at it, look at the situation and see if you really have reasoning to be mad at them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess probably more times than not, it's something that is, it just keeps building up and building up over little dumb shit that you should have addressed a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And that's probably, yeah, the, the case most of the time. Well, and it's, I, I think the nothing fights and the always complaining thing, you, you really end up hitting a point where if you're the one doing those things, if you're starting nothing fights and you're the, ones, you're the one complaining and talking negative all the time, you've really just hit a point of complete utter frustration mm-hmm. to where those come out. Now, even if your partner's doing all those things and you feel like you're forced to act that way, it still doesn't mean you're a good partner and your partner's just awful and that's your release. Both of you are in the wrong mm-hmm. for doing those things. Um, and you need to figure out how to fix it. Yeah, I know. Um, another sign that you're a bad partner is you refuse to spend time with their family. Mm-hmm. And or it's very lopsided. It's you don't like their family and you don't ever want to spend time with their family, but you constantly expect them to do everything, do for, everything you. for your family. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? I know. And, and that's another very lopsided approach to it. And I think a lot of people can justify why they choose to do this or not do that based on the caliber of somebody's parents or relatives or brothers or sisters or whatever it is to where mm-hmm. they say, well, you know, old Joe over here has been in prison for the last 25 years and we have kids and I don't want my child hanging out with a convict every Thanksgiving (laughs) or going to my church-going Bible-thumping family's house instead because it's morally a better decision. (laughs) So I think people try to justify that. I know, that's that's real judgy. It is, yeah. Uh But there there has to be some level of equality and compromise when it comes to how to share those I guess those those family quality times and mm-hmm. and outings and and I think that one of the things that people really get caught up in is having to do the same things with both sides of the family where it's okay to say you know these things with this side of the family are very fun mm-hmm. and these things with this side with this side the of the family side, yeah. are very fun and they don't even have to be the same things if you've got one half of your family that loves going skiing and tubing and snowboarding every winter and has a cabin in the in the mountains and the other family has a place on the beach well you're in a pretty good spot if that's how both of your (laughs) in-laws or parents are but hypothetically let's just say that's the case you don't have to drag the parents from the beach or the family from the beach and be like well we need to go skiing with them this winter Mm mm-hmm because we always go skiing in the winter with them. Well, no, it's okay to say these functions are perfectly fine with this side. Mm-hmm. But the point of that is you need to make sure there's at least some equality yeah. in there. <clears throat> yeah, I totally I, agree. I think for a couple like us who are our entire relationship, we've been either away from my family or we've been away from your family, family just mm-hmm. geographically mm-hmm. to where whenever we lived in Colorado um, – my family came there about as equally as we came here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how we, we split that. And then we did, you know, pretty much everything else with your family there mm-hmm. or, or whatever those other. Yeah. We had all kinds of different interactions with them. And then 
when we moved here, because of my work, we're still able to go, go back, back uh-huh. for events or drop-ins or no reason at all yeah. just to go back, to go quite back. Quite a bit. Yeah, uh-huh. quite a bit. Yeah, so that's nice. I know. Well, I know. And, I mean, really, I look at my previous relationship with the family thing. And I look at how lopsided lopsided it was with my ex and me going to his family and him hating to come around my family at all. Mm-hmm. And um, and at the time, I was like... So why are there so many of them that are still friends with him on social media? I don't know. <laughs> and you're not friends with any of his. And you were closer to his than he was with yours. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean... I would, I would, I didn't really think about it too much. Like whenever I was going through that, when I would go with his family, Mm -hmm. because I liked them. I liked them a lot. And, um, you know, we would, we would do Thanksgiving and Christmas and everything together Mm -hmm. because, because my family never really knew what they were doing. So until the very last minute. So Mm -hmm. it was always kind of easy, an easy choice for me to make because I was like, well, like you already had plans. Yeah, you guys aren't going to do you guys aren't doing anything or that I know of. So I'm going to spend time with his family. Mm-hmm. But, you know, looking back at it, it was very lopsided mm-hmm. and it shouldn't have been. It should have been more equal. Right. And I mean, that's another reason why that relationship didn't work. Mm-hmm. But I think that, that that I think that even brings up a pretty good point even using the holidays cuz we we do that mm-hmm. where when we lived out there, we, for most holidays, we came out to Oklahoma mm-hmm. um, for pretty much the same reasons. Mm-hmm. And now that we're here, we stay here for those holidays for pretty much the exact same reasons. Yeah. Is that, well, that and, and my son is here now. Yeah. And so a child trumps, mm-hmm. you know, other family when that's the case. But uh, I guess I didn't really think about that until I was just saying it, but... You know, it, it was. It's one of those things where we do different stuff because of out here, especially because you know I don't have this big massive family that I'm spending all this time with, mm-hmm. like we do when we go back to Colorado. To Colorado, uh-huh. we do more low key, intimate things yeah. together, uh-huh. and we save the the big shindigs and get-togethers and family, because we're not doing family reunions and weddings and all that stuff and graduations here. Yeah, no. We go back there for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So while we may spend holidays here, we aren't getting all that other party type of stuff in, so mm-hmm. we have to go there to get that Yeah, done. that's so true. So it's, it's still, even though it's not the same days for the same purpose, it's still a pretty good compromise on uh-huh. how we how we handle being geographically dispersed from one side of the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that, yeah. Um, so another one is you don't buy thoughtful gifts for your partner. Mm-hmm. This, I think at first glance, kind of sounds very materialistic. <laughs> it does. And if you think of the saying that it's the thought that counts, you can still run with that. You're wrong. Well, no, no. I'm Uh-oh. not going to say that. I can say you can still run with that because the title is you don't buy thoughtful gifts yeah. So you don't put thought into it. <laughs> That's true. And a lot of people that say, well, it's the thought that counts. Uh-huh. Don't buy thoughtful gifts anyway. <laughs> That's usually your excuse to buy a map at the gas station and try to pan it off like it was an actual good idea. Uh-huh. A funnel at the yeah, gas station. Yeah, a funnel and a balloon. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so 
when we say thoughtful gifts, one of the biggest pushbacks when you talk, especially guys, girls don't really say this. Mm-hmm. Most girls don't say this. I know some handful of real pieces of work that would say this, but this is usually a typical man thing is when you're like, well, why didn't you get them a better gift? And they say, well, I don't know what they're into or I don't know what they like or they're very hard to shop for. Mm-hmm. That is an admittance in a roundabout way that you don't pay attention to your partner at all. Yeah, I know. At all. Mm-hmm. You, you, how do you not know what your partner's into? Mm-hmm. How do you not know what your partner likes? I mean, you have got to be one completely inattentive individual mm-hmm. to every holiday, anniversary, birthday, gift-giving event to absolutely have no clue or no idea what you're going to get your partner because you don't know what they're into. Yeah, I know. That's awful. Have that a is, fucking conversation with them. That's ridiculous. Well, okay. Now, you say have a conversation with them. Another thing that I can't stand is people, couples asking each other, what do you want for your birthday? Yeah. Hey, your birthday's coming up. What do you want? Yeah. yeah. What do you want that's, for our an- your anniversary? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That's not having a conversation with them. And that's not having a thoughtful uh, gift recommendation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there there are... I mean, there is stores and online shop. We've talked about that where you can be the laziest person on the planet yeah. and still yeah. be an excellent shopper. Mm-hmm. Whatever your wife is into, I don't care if it's, if it's something you have no interest in whatsoever do they if they have a liking of any kind of sports team in any way shape or form you have an unlimited landscape of potential for that mm-hmm. if they're not into sports at all but they're into let's say a specific tv show well guess what there's stores like a box lunch or uh spencer's or a hot topic or amazon yeah that has anything and everything to do with that show. Yeah, box lunch is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if they have a favorite movie from their childhood, you know, if they like, you know, whatever it is, and, and even going the classic route of buying a massage is a go-to type of I mean, of thing. yeah, that's a go-to one. Unless your wife is like, I don't like other people touching, touching me. Touching me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> then you made a mistake. I know. I remember, like, because my mom, my mom wouldn't like people... Touching her feet. Mm. So you couldn't buy my mom a pedicure because she's like, that's yeah. gross. Don't so, touch my feet. Yeah, it's creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, but but that's one of those things that you should know those little quirks and those little things that they don't like mm-hmm. or things that they do like. And I, I think that there is another type of individual that's on the completely other end of the spectrum who thinks that everything they do is very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that go way overboard with too big of a surprise of... I've got us an all-expense-paid trip to Rome for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't have three weeks of vacation. But I know, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. So we can't do that. Yeah. Well, what? This is a great, thoughtful gift. A lot of women would kill to have this. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sure they would, but that's not a realistic type of thing to do. Uh-huh. Um, and then you have that other kind of category of, once again, guy specifically, who plays off thoughtful gifts for either one of two reasons. And one is not that they're thoughtful. Reason number one is their wife doesn't have sex with them, and so they try every gift-giving opportunity to be as thoughtful as possible so that they can get a good enough present so that their partner will want to have sex with them. I know. Or they get it because they, this is not thoughtful, and both of these are very selfish reasons, 
But number two, I think, is even more selfish because they want everybody else to know what they got their partner so everybody else tells them what a great, thoughtful gift giver and husband they are. I know. And women don't do that. That's pretty much only men. Yeah, I know. Women really don't do that. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. I would, uh, that's, that's those are really good ones. I know. Um, I think that another thing with, with the gifts is, um, like, cause you see women, you know, try to like not to try to downplay a certain, you know, birthday present or, um, Valentine's gift or whatever, Mm -hmm. because their husband didn't do good right and 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 i i mean maybe i i you know some women they at work or something they could have gotten like some extravagant gift and mm-hmm. like it's like oh shoot i can't compete with that right but I, at the same time i think that um the guys that do give gifts that aren't very good like a like a vacuum or something an iron <laughs> an iron right you know like I, know your partner and mm-hmm. know what they like yeah like you said have a conversation with them don't just that's not what do you want yeah yeah that, those are oh what do you need mm-hmm. i mean i guess there's some well and that's the thing some women would be like i would kill for that i would love a new dyson, dyson yeah. vacuum or something but I don't know. We all know that it's not a romantic type gift, mm-hmm. and it's not something that you're gonna necessarily well, brag about. And I, I think to be fair, there are a group of people out there that don't really care about the romantic piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. I know the one that shared the dumbass post doesn't. <laughs> right. So, you know, I think that there are a group of people like, "Well, I could care less. I, I want practical gifts. I want something I'm gonna actually use." You know, yeah. I don't. What are you gonna do with a massage? It's over in sixty minutes. Get me a vacuum cleaner because I gotta vacuum this house because we got five kids every freaking day. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that there is a. I, I don't know. know if I'd say legitimate argument. But I, I would tell those people you need to figure out some kind of way to get romantic because it can't all be about practicality. Mm-mm. You know. No, it can't. I know. Yeah. And I think that most men would not be. I don't even know the best way to say this because I don't think most men would try this. But there are like few guys that suck at the gift giving, and they're like, "Well, I'm gonna give it to you real good tonight. That's your present." <laughs> oh, I know. That's like like Roy on the office. Yeah. When he doesn't get Pam anything for mm-hmm. Valentine's Day, and tells her, and well, and she she has to go through Phyllis getting all of these presents all day long, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Oh, the night isn't over. Mm, you're gonna get some." The- you're the best sex you've ever had. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> oh. And the way to know that this is not an appropriate gift is if your partner doesn't say, I don't want anything this year. I just want some of that D. (laughs) If they aren't specifically requesting that, you need to get another present as well. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. I haven't had to buy a present in three years. Oh, shut up. No. No, you haven't had to, but you still do. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, I think that... A lot of people, you know, they treat your part. They treat their partner like they are, like they are better than them, and mm-hmm. that they they treat you less than, I guess, because they feel that they've settled. Yeah, 
Yeah, if you have a partner that talks down to you, that looks down at you, that belittles you, they treat you that way because they feel that they could do better. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could. <laughs> I'm not, I, I think that that's still another one that, once again, I don't know if I'd give them a pass on it, but I kind of understand it from a certain perspective. Mm-hmm. Where if you feel that, and, and you, you typically, I think that you can see this in different phases. I think that if this is something you're seeing immediately as your relationship is starting out, this is where you kind of see that that underdog guy end up with a girl that they know is way too hot for them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm just going to enjoy the ride while it lasts because I know it's not going to last forever. And at some point in time, that girl wises up. Well, and hope, and he hopes that it's not that it is going to last forever, right. though. That's the thing because he ends up feeling duped because of because the girl does end up uh, seeing past yeah. him. <laughs> and, and what ends up happening is the girl t- tends to wise up or look reflective on it. And be like, wow, I did settle. Mm-hmm. The other phase that it happens in is if someone goes through a life-altering transformation something. Transformation or something. Tra- transformation, whether it's physical. I mean, my <clears throat> my ex, she didn't go through this physical transformation to where she was you know, physically better than me. But she ended up, because I ended up getting laid off and lost my job, She was she now wore the hat of breadwinner Mm -hmm. and she thought that that was just queen shit at that point Mm -hmm. and she was you know gonna run the show like a dictator or whatever and so that that life-changing event shifted shifted well it didn't shift because it wasn't like a shift of power where i was like oh i had all the power till i lost my job Mm -hmm. it wasn't it was equal Mm -hmm. up until I lost my job, and then it was well. You weren't contributing, and she immediately started looking down on me. Or you felt like it was e- you felt like it was equal before that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Maybe she didn't. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was never like, "This is my money. Mm-hmm. I earned this. I'm gonna buy." That's all the stuff she would say. Mm-hmm. Is why well, I, I this is my money. How much money you got? You don't have anything, so I get to buy this. And I never did that with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that when you have that life changing event. You can see it happen then. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, you hit on transformation. I think that's another one. Mm-hmm. If someone goes through a... This is one of the things that we've, we've talked about to other people personally. We've talked about it. I believe we've talked about it on the podcast. But if you or your partner is going through a physical transformation where they are getting more physically fit than you and are physically looking more appealing than you, and you know that, Guess what? So do they, and so does everybody else. Mm-hmm. And that's something that they feel that they're doing on their own and bettering themselves. And you, it's not that they feel that they are better than you because they're bettering themselves. They feel that they now have a higher self worth and value for what they've invested in themselves, and you aren't investing equally. And mm-hmm. so your lives really just started to take kind of a split in two different directions. Unless Be- you start. Unless you do it with them. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why we we really promote the both people moving together. Yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, if you're interested in doing, <laughs> go to the marriageontherocks.net website, and there is a better together fitness plan. Yeah, and you can you can do the all of the workout routines yeah. together. Transform together. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you'll look great. 
yeah. feel great. You yeah. guys do it together. It ends up being a very, a very good process where you guys grow together oh, and yeah. accomplish it together. It's not just one person out for themselves and mm-hmm. trying to make a difference in their own life. It's something you guys can really do together and, and see really good results with. So mm-hmm. check that out if you're interested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, people really do see another partner, the, their partner, differently though when. You do something like that. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, and that's not, I guess that's not only the the thing about, you know, looking down on your partner and talking down on them. Because I think that there's there's some really shitty people out there that do look down on their partners. And I truly believe that it is because... They have. They feel that they have settled. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my biggest piece of advice is don't settle. Well, don't settle. And I, I do think that there is, there are people out there that that hit a point like I could do better than this, and they're wrong. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes they're right, but I think sometimes they're wrong. Mm-hmm. And it, you have to like wonder well, why do you think you're so much better than your partner? Mm-hmm. Is there really something going on that? You feel that you've grown and they aren't. You have moved forward and they're stagnant. Or, or, is, or is it the, you know, the, the new guy at work is hitting on you and you haven't felt that feeling in forever and you think, well, I can get somebody else better than this person. Mm-hmm. And you're ready to jump ship. That, that, you're a pretty shallow person if that's your train of thought behind that. Yeah. Um, I'm all for equal blame on both parties for whatever goes south in, in a relationship. But I think there is some of that where you, know, you do bear a good portion of the responsibility if that's your mm-hmm. if you're, if that's your thought process that all of a sudden you're just like, oh, I think I could do better. And you haven't done anything to better yourself or better your situation or better your your transformation or your, you know, your education or your, you know, I guess net value of whatever. Mm-hmm. None of that's happened. You just all of a sudden decide because of some kind of casual interaction that I'm pretty sure I could do better. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I think other outside influences can inf- can impact that. Oh, yeah. Why are you with him? Mm-hmm. Why, why are you with him? You could be with anybody. A, no, you couldn't for some of you. <laughs> That's not possible. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I, I don't know. And most of the people that give that advice are in shitty relationships anyway. I know. That's true. That's very true. I think that um, another thing that kind of goes along with this stuff a little bit is competing with your partner. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a huge sign that you are not a good partner. Why mm-hmm. are you trying to compete with your partner. Well, and that's that's one of the things from two extremely competitive people. Mm-hmm. We don't ever compete with each other. No. Number one, I'd win. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> Brad. <laughs> and number two, it's just pointless mm-hmm. B- because we, you know, we. It's us against whatever. Yeah. It's not ever me against you no, or you against me. Never. We look at everything we do. Your successes or my successes, mm-hmm. and my successes. Are my successes? <laughs> are your successes? And, and and we we really do look at it that way. Um, and I think even to the point whenever whenever we made the decision a couple years ago for you to step away from the property management piece, you were feeling very 
I don't you weren't vulnerable and you weren't second guessing it, but I think you were you were just kind of like I I feel like I'm not going to be doing like I'm not contributing yeah, at and, all. And it was like no, that's not the case whatsoever. Uh-huh. You we made this decision because this is how we want to do this moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think once you were kind of able to say, oh, you know what, I'm going to be in this type of position now. Um, it's better for us mm-hmm. that it wasn't that big of a deal to you. And I think that there are plenty of couples out there that compete with one another and get jealous when one of their partners does something good. Oh, I know. Or moves up or gets promoted or earns more money because they look at them as competition. And I think that that is a direct reflection of this, I think I'm better than you type Mm -hmm. of mentality. Well, how could you get that promotion? I'm the one that deserves a promotion at work. What you do is bullshit, you know, and... And that was something I went through with my ex mm-hmm. um, whenever – and there was a couple of different things. We, She was kind of chasing me as far as in the military because we were both in the military catching up with me with rank. And I was, I was steadily six months ahead of her. Um, and she – for the first couple of cycles, she blamed having a child. Well, she was already like set up pretty good like when she got in because mm-hmm. she Yeah, was she got so in at a higher smart. rank than I did, uh-huh. yeah. And I had to really literally work from E1. Mm-hmm. She came in as an E3. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had I had been in two years prior than her, or mm-hmm. longer than her. I say two years, about, that's really about a year and a half. Mm. Um, longer than her. But I that gave me enough time to get kind of six months ahead of where she was at. Um, but she she blamed having our son as why she was, why I moved up to one of the bigger ranks before her. And then she moved up on the next cycle, and the next cycle, I moved up. She was upset about that, and then she moved up. And it was never like, I, I, it just never felt like any time I got promoted, I looked at it as, this is great for us, we're going to have more money. Mm-hmm. That's how I looked at it. I didn't really care about the responsibility level that was coming with it. It was really like, I get a pay raise. Mm-hmm. This is the best way to get a biggest bump in the military is to get promoted. I got promoted we're both or all three of us are going to benefit from this. Mm-hmm. And she was so sour that she didn't get promoted that it ruined it. Mm-hmm. And that happened for E4, E5. And even if she got out when I got promoted to E6, it was still kind of the same thing. It's, well, I, if I'd have stayed in, I could have gotten. Well, like, to the well, point where she freaking hid your, your badge and everything. Yeah, my and rank and everything on my sleeve for the photos and all that. And, and she was upset about it. And then whenever <clears> we... We're making the transition. When I was when I was deciding to make transition out of military, she was a contractor, and she was going to make the transition into the government um, about a, you know six probably six months before I was going to transition to the government. And you know she had a number or we had a number in our heads of this is what you should take no more than no less than this amount right here. And she went did the interview. They liked her. They offered her the job at $10,000 less a year than what we had agreed on. And she took it. And I was like, well, why did you take that? And then six months later, I get to get, I'm getting out. And I say, well, here's the number I'm getting at, and I'm not budging. And they offered me 4000 less a year. And I turned it down and said, I want to make up that 4000 to get me to the point I want to be at, and I'll do it. And I get it. And I was so excited that, oh, my gosh, look, I got this amount. Well, it was $12,000 more a year than what she had signed. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I can't believe you got that. And like mad about it. <laughs> because it's like, 
you're the one that's going to spend it anyway. Why are you upset? Mm -hmm. But it was because she had this level of competition. And I know it was very infuriating infuriating for her because she was going to college and she got her degree and I didn't have one. And I was making $12,000 more a year than her. (laughs) Yeah, right. And she immediately equated that to, I'm better than you because I did this. Yeah. And it was like, you didn't. You didn't value your own worth enough to fight for it. You mm-hmm. could have drawn a line in the sand and said, no, yeah. I want this amount. And they would have given it to her because yeah. they needed her. Mm-hmm. But she took the very first offer, didn't push back or anything. Yeah. And that's what she got stuck with. I know. Yeah, I mean, competing with your partner, and like I said before, it it's pointless. And it's like, why are you going to do that? Why are you going to compete yeah. with, your, if you are with com- each other? If you're competing with your partner... That means you're not on the same team. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah and you can't... That, that's very hard to course correct from. It um, is. Because you're, you're going to develop and build up animosity. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't mean like competition, like you're playing skee-ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking life stuff that's going on. You should not be competing <laughs> against your partner in life. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know. Uh, another one is that you make... Date nights miserable. Date night. I mean, date nights should be something that you're getting away. You know, you're you are having a good time with your partner, mm-hmm. and you're enjoying each other's company. And to be the person that shits on everything, mm-hmm. that's awful. Yeah. I think there's a lot of ways people can ruin date night. I think that that some of it is typically you have. Initially, both partners are excited about it. You decide Monday, Friday night, we're going to go out. We're getting a babysitter lined up. We're going to go out for dinner, drinks, dancing, whatever it is. And then as the week gets closer or the time gets closer, they start to kind of doubt it. And like, yeah, I don't know. The kids are kind of acting like they got the sniffles. I don't know if we should go. And you start to kind of want to bell on the late night plan initially anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty crappy sign. You, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, and then you almost start to act like you're forcing date night to happen when it should be a natural occurrence. Get everything lined up and just go with it and have a good time. Yeah. And then it comes to the, well, I don't know if I want to go there. Or, we, well, I've got reservations here. Well, you know, I read an article and I read a review on that place. It wasn't very good. Are we sure that's what, where we want to go? You know, and, and you just start making it difficult almost on purpose to where you want your partner to be like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just not go. Mm-hmm. This is let's just stay home, forget it, because I think deep down that's what some people want, mm-hmm. and it's not that they want to stay home. They like being able to say, "Well, another weekend went by where we didn't get to go out." I know. When you had the opportunity to do it, but because of your weird little responses and actions, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, or you get that babysitter lined up, and it's like, "Oh, I'm just so tired. Let's just stay in and take a nap." Well, I know, and that's that's what I was going to say, is people, a lot of people, I've seen it anyway, are like, oh, I don't care about date night. I would just rather stay home and sleep. And I know that, you know, there is some couples that, you know, they just had a baby and months Mm -hmm. ago or whatever, and the baby's keeping them up all night, and they finally got a sitter, and now... All they want to do is sleep. Mm-hmm. But at least... You shouldn't be doing that when your kids are in school. Yeah, well, at <laughs> least go... But I know, but even with that, though, even with the the person that just had a baby, 
go out to dinner, have a good time. Let, I mean, I, I guess it's easy for me to say because I'm not a mother, but let the person, the other person take care of your child that you trust mm-hmm. and then get a hotel room and have a good night with your partner. Or you don't even have to get a hotel room, you know, like if the kid is at your, your mom or dad's house, mm-hmm. have them stay the night and then, you know, go out to dinner and do what you have to do. Come back home, throw on a movie together, and fall asleep. Well, and, and you find out that people are like, we can't do that because... What is that noise? I hear. I thought I heard, like, people talking. I thought I heard, like, a radio. Yeah. Or something. It sounded like a low-level radio going. Uh-huh. That's weird. I don't know. It's back there. Oh, okay. And, uh, but anyway, so you find out that they're the couple that lets the kids sleep in bed with them Mm -hmm. and like, no, we've got to get home for bedtime. And I think they play it off like, well, you know, our child won't go to sleep unless we tuck him in. And it's like, you find out, no, it's a big family affair because all of you are sleeping together. I know. And the the poor husband hadn't had sex with his wife in months since the child was born. Because the damn kid is in bed And the kid's in the bed all the time. Uh And it's like, okay, well that's... You you have way deeper issues you need to fix aside from worrying about date night at that point, but that ends up being something that people kind of excuse themselves from, I guess living that best life mm-hmm. to move forward. So yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, don't make date night miserable. It's it's not hard to. Well, maybe it is hard to enjoy a night with your partner, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it shouldn't be hard. To enjoy a night with your partner and just it be just the two of you. Yeah. You should be able that, that to That should enjoy be a very yourself. natural occurrence yeah. that happens. I mean, you guys used to do it at one point in time. That's when you fell in love and started dating. I, I, I think it's very sad that people can't find a way to get back to that. I know. I know. That's awful. Uh-huh. It's all because them goddamn kids. <laughs> goddamn kids. Um... So another one, I think this is kind of, this is really shitty, but is you talk about how other people are hot Mm -hmm. and like you... Not just celebrities. Yeah. We're not talking about that. We've already done an episode on that and we listen to that if you want to watch the celebrity sexless tape or the celebrity (laughs) sex. (laughs) That's a different one coming, not celebrity sexless tape, but the celebrity sex list. Yeah. Um... Listen to it, watch that to hear uh-huh. our opinions on that. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about actual people that you know, you guys like know. mutual friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. That you're like, you know, the wife could be like, oh my gosh, did you see his muscles? Wow, he's so hot. And the husband's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, you. Why are you physically complimenting another guy? Yeah. Yeah. That's so rude. That is so rude. I mean... Get to the gym. If you're interested, I have a bad bod to greet God program (laughs) on the website. If you want to change that flab to fab, check it out. Yeah. Really, though. I know. But... Then your wife won't be feeling anybody's muscles but yours. (laughs) Or talking about anybody's muscles but yours. And she'll be like... Finally, talking good about you and not complaining about you, mm-hmm. and telling your friends, "Oh my gosh, his chest was so hot last night." <laughs> his chest was pretty specific. Oh, I know. Sorry. Okay. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you, you, I, you went through, I this went through this on, on kind of the other perspective of it. 
from the... There was another couple, and he always talked about how hot you were. Yes. Yeah. And, and it ultimately ended in divorce. It did. As it should have. Uh-huh. Yeah. But that was something that, you know, she was your friend. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. yeah well, yeah, like, friends. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, we all had, like... Mutual. Mutual friends and all that, but... And he uh, was very open about his crush on you. About how hot I was and that I was the the perfect woman and this and that. And it made me feel uncomfortable when I found out that that's how he felt. Because mm-hmm. he wouldn't say that to me, but he would say it to his wife. Did you find out while they were married or after they were divorced? I found out when they were, out, oh, okay. when they were married. How did you find out? My sister. Oh, okay. Me. I didn't know if he finally like said something. No, no, gosh, no. Oh, that would have been... Worse. Yeah, gross and awkward, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, it it made me super uncomfortable with that he was saying this, and and then I felt like, what a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you tell your wife this? Mm-hmm. Even if you had some sort of a little crush, you shouldn't. I mean, I don't know. I don't think you should necessarily tell your your so spouse how. So it's okay to have how, the crush. As long no, as you know, is that what you're saying? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, it's gonna make your partner feel bad though, mm-hmm. and you should have a crush on your partner, not someone else. Right. And maybe he felt like he settled. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just I just think that it's wrong. Period. To Talk about how hot someone else is to your partner. Yeah. Period. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's hor- if, if anything else, it's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just flat-out disrespectful. Um, and, and you find out that the guys that do this, or the girls that do this, they aren't a freaking prize themselves anyway. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I'm God's gift to men or God's gift to women, yeah. and you are slacking, but this person over here is so hot. The person they're talking about so hot wouldn't give that person the time of day anyway. No. Um, and so they have a horrible perception of them. Own, they put themselves higher on a pedestal than they probably should. Because mm-hmm. um, they don't they don't deserve that type of attention no. that they're wanting to give someone else that's not their partner. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I think that's that's just horribly disrespectful to, to do that. Um, you know, I, I worked with a girl who had told... Her husband and this other guy knew, and she would say, you know, if something ever happens to him, this is plan B right here. Mm-hmm. And I always just thought, I think I was younger at the time, and I thought it was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think I, most people do think that yeah. at first. And as I got older, I was like, that's that's so disrespectful. Or maybe even you getting into a better relationship, you thought that it was disrespectful. Yeah. Well, and be, well yeah, I think you're right, because I had... Probably five plant bees when I was in a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I know. So. Yeah, it's wrong. It's not good. And if you are feeling that way about somebody, you you yourself need to need to think, like, why, why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. Is it because I feel like I've settled? Then, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, maybe you have. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But another thing that kind of goes hand in hand with this one is um, acting single on social media. Mm -hmm. And we've had a a whole episode about it. Yep. 
and it's that is so wrong to to act like you're single on social media. Mm-hmm. Don't be a little hoe. Yeah, we did a whole episode on all that stuff, mm-hmm. and that's that's I I, I kind of thought about acting single on social media, but also acting like you're a single parent. <laughs> so I uh, think that it's it's one or both. the other. I mean, we we gave the example before about how. Um, or not even an example, but actually the story of I would see somebody I went to high school with and be like, oh my gosh, they got divorced. And then it's like, oh no, they didn't get divorced. They just don't ever do anything with their husband. Mm-hmm. It's all about the kids. Yeah. Um, I had to go back like three years to find if the poor dude even what he even looked like. If it went missing, there would be no updated photo to put on a milk carton of what this <laughs> poor guy looked like. Right. Um, so I think that there's 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 more of a, a malicious way of this I'm single and available mm-hmm. type of persona that people portray on social media but then there's also this more passive and subtle that my husband's just not in my life type of persona Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um which i think they they can both be equally damaging just to different audiences Mm -hmm. if you're actively trying to put yourself out there like you're single and and ready to hook up that's totally different than just shoving your partner off to the side and you're just mom of the year in all the photos and have nothing to do with being a wife anymore. Um, but they're both But they're both bad. wrong. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're both I think really they're completely wrong. different. They are different, mm-hmm. but I think they are, they're still in the same category because why are you trying to make people think that you are single? Uh, well, I, I don't, I think the, I think the first one is trying to make people think they're single. Mm-hmm. I don't think the one that writes her husband off and just is all about the kids is trying to, present that they're looking single i think it's just it ends up being a side effect of just making it about you and your children mm-hmm. yeah i, guess I don't think true. it's an intentional i think you know we definitely know women that intentionally want to portray themselves as single on social media mm-hmm. they want to be hit on they want to be flirted with they want people sliding in those dms or whatever it is they're trying to do oh and most of them probably actively cheat on their partner yeah i don't think the the mom is cheating on her partner or trying to cheat. Mm-hmm. I think she has just made him a non-existent entity yeah. in her and social media persona. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Neither one of them are good. I uh-huh. think one is worse yeah. than the other, but they're both bad. And I think one happens intentionally and one happens unintentionally. Well, and I think that like with uh, the the women that are trying to, I, I guess there's men that do it too. I don't mm. know why I'm saying just women. People that do it intentionally, they really are just trying to get out there and probably maybe have sex with somebody mm-hmm. or something. See what else is available. Uh-huh. And then the other people that uh, are mom or dad of the year, mm-hmm. they are, they have, my, my thoughts anyway, and you know, people could probably disagree with what I'm saying, um, is the woman or man is that they are they're completely not having sex with their partner and they are um because their kid is the is the number one priority yeah yeah their priorities have shifted and they are just focusing on that and they their partner i just i just had you here just so you know, just for the sperm, mm-hmm, <laughs> basically, yeah. to make donor. for you to make me a mom, and uh, you know, you can you can go away. Yeah, mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
but I think that sex has a lot to do with both of them, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. There's one that we don't have on there. Oh, what and is it? And it was the sex one. Oh, I know. I don't know how we... Because we talked that. about it, yeah. but we didn't write it down. Uh-huh. Um, but another one was, you don't want to have sex, and when you do, you don't do a lot in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's relative. But we, of course, we talk about it probably every other episode about how important a healthy sex life is in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And if you are the one that is not wanting to have sex, you don't want to engage physically, you don't want to reciprocate in a physical or passionate manner, I'm sorry, you're a bad partner. Mm-hmm. Now, is that are you acting that way because of what your partner's doing? Maybe so. Figure it out. Fix it. But if you are the one that is making that decision unwarrantedly, Unwarrantedly? I don't know if that's a word. I don't know either. Unwarranted? Whichever one's right, that's the one I mean. <laughs> oh, unwarranted, you're, I think. You're a bad partner. Mm-hmm. You know? You, you just are. I mean, and, and you're not going to convince me otherwise um, because that's what I think you are. I know. Yeah, I, I mean, there is women that are like, okay, I'll, I'll have sex with you and they'll just sit there like a dead fish mm-hmm. and not do anything. And that's wrong. Mm-hmm. That is so wrong. Why wouldn't you want to be physical with your partner and, yeah. and want to have How sex are you them? not getting enjoyment out of it? And if you're not, maybe that's a conversation, a tough conversation you and your partner need to have mm-hmm. with the sex therapist or somebody mm-hmm. on why they don't, you know, get the job done. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Sex was a... Yeah. Obviously, I mean, for us, it's like, that's a no-brainer yeah. one to have on the list. To... Well, speaking of no-brainers, there was a few things we didn't talk about at the beginning, but uh-huh. there, was a few, oh, there was a couple of things gosh. that we didn't put on here because intentionally, uh-huh. if you're a cheater and a liar, that you, that's so above the list, like, we wouldn't have that on there. Yeah, it's you're, like, you're, okay, yeah. That's, we shouldn't have to point that out. That's a done deal, <laughs> yeah. period. Yeah, yeah that you is are a bad partner if you're a cheater or a liar. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. If you've been cheated on or lied to by your partner, they're a bad partner. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there's, there's no way to, you know, you can say someone is guilty of committing a crime and goes to jail and try to convince me that they're a good person, but that doesn't mean that they're still not a criminal. Mm-hmm. A liar and a cheater are still a liar and cheater. No matter how good you want to paint them or what they've gone through, they're still a liar and a cheater. Mm-hmm. So... Call a duck a duck. I don't understand what the problem with that is. <laughs> I know. You know? Right? Especially know. that lying, cheating-ass duck. <laughs> I know. Right? All right. Last one. But yeah, so the last one, with with all of this, really, if you are expecting your partner to treat you like a king or queen, and you've done all of this shit, mm-hmm. you're a bad partner. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. I yeah. mean, you, you feel that... You want your partner to treat you like you hung the moon when you're doing these other nine or ten things that we've talked about. You're not, excuse me, you're not having sex with them. You're acting like you're single. You um, start nothing fights. You don't want anything to do with their friends and family. You All the stuff we've talked about, and yet, at the end of the day, <laughs> you are upset because they aren't treating you like the king or the queen that you think you should be treated like. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're a piece of shit if that's your expectation after all that. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Both sexes. Yeah. Like, 
It's like, come on, really? Mm-hmm. You you shouldn't you shouldn't expect them to treat you like a king or queen, especially if you are not treating them the same yeah. way. It has to be equal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's the the end of our list. Mm-hmm. Um, and that wrap that about wraps it all up. If you have any other things that you think should be added to the list, yeah, let us, let us know. know. Comment on uh-huh. it. Reach out. Yeah, comment Join on it. Join the Speakeasy group. Put it on there. Talk about it. Post yeah. it under the episode when we share it on every week. Um, bring it up and ask us. You know, we did find out that we we want to thank everybody. Yes. Because we did out of all Apple podcasts, not just relationships, not just marriage, out of all Apple podcasts. We hit the charts and are in the top 1% of all Apple Podcasts. Out of over 900,000 podcasts out there, Mm -hmm. about 550,000 active ones, we hit the number one, or we hit in the top 1% as listens went. So I know we have a fairly inactive following where they don't interact a whole lot, Mm -hmm. but, you know, thank God they're listening in, (laughs) in the hundreds of thousands uh-huh. um, so I think that that because of the interaction we get on the speakeasy group and the Facebook page and Instagram and you know even the ratings on Apple iTunes seem so minimal it was very shocking to know that we have that many listeners I know. Um, and as we find out that it's you know, didn't we just have something from like Ireland hit the other day? Yeah, and, we did. Yeah. I mean, and, and we're, we're spreading out, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we get more listens, if you're, you know, we're, we're just based out of small little Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I know. So let us know where you're, where you're listening where you're at. at. You mm-hmm. know, drop a review on iTunes. It's, it's, it's just kind of funny that we have so many listeners and I think we have like 15 reviews yeah i think on like itunes 18. yeah, yeah 18 like reviews Still, or something like that yeah, so it's, it's just minimal. so funny that it on paper it looks very lopsided uh-huh. but when the numbers finally came in we we're like wow that's pretty crazy yeah that's cool um, yeah we're really so, happy with it yeah yeah and maybe so some of a, those listeners are like fuck them but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it could be a hundred thousand people listening out of pure hate yeah which i get <laughs> um you know so we want to thank everybody once again. Mm-hmm. You know, check out our new website, marriageontherocks.net. We've got relationship coaching and counseling on there. We've got our fitness stuff on there. So hit us up. Summer is about 11 weeks away. Yeah. We've got routines for men, women, both. Couples, if you have a yeah. great routine and you want some bigger arms, we've got a routine on there. If you're a girl, you really want that butt to pop for this summer's bikini, we've got a routine on there. It's all cheap. It's just one-time fee we don't hit you with your subscription we don't keep your card on file for multiple fees or anything like that it's just a one-time purchase and you're good to go Mm -hmm. so check it out for sure marriageontherocks.net yeah yeah but yeah as always thank you all for listening don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel like us on facebook follow us on instagram and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast and we'll talk to you next week thanks